Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast, episode 81. I am your host and business coach, Robin Walker. I don't know about you guys, but lately my calendar has been filled with in-person events. It's great to have them back. I'm a huge fan of in-person events. I think meeting in person can be really effective in building your circles. I had four networking events in one day recently, and it might be over my threshold for events in a 12-hour period, but it was beneficial to my business and worth the time. If you are not taking advantage of in-person events yet, I would visit episodes 72 and 76, all about leveraging events for your business. The conference I host every year, the Lakeside Conference, is coming up February 28th. We still have tickets available at the time of this recording. You can visit womensbusinessworkshop.com slash lakesideconference to learn more, and we'll have that link in the show notes. This is your reminder if you are coming to that event. This is your reminder to order your business cards so that you have them in time to be able to bring them to the event. If you have not updated your cards in a while, this is your encouragement to do so. In this episode, we'll be talking about whether business cards are outdated or not, how to design them strategically if you do use them, and some do's and don'ts from some local business owner groups that I have polled about what they love and don't love about people's business cards. Not everyone is a fan of business cards. Uh, I have seen some people lately saying they're outdated, which I personally don't believe that they are yet. I think they can be used to bridge the gap between a stranger becoming an active follower, referring partner, or potential client if you use them strategically. When someone asks you for a business card, it means that they want to remember you for some reason. And I think this is an opportunity that you are missing if you do not have something to hand them that they can take home with them after the event. I honestly can't think of a reason not to at least have them on hand, except that maybe they take up some space in your purse. But like as my kids say, my purse is like Mary Poppins, so there's room for everything. If you aren't using business cards, I have seen people talking about the other options where you maybe have a QR code, some kind of scanning capability, or where you're tapping your phones together. And those are great as long as the people that you are trying to attract or connect with are also not only comfortable with that technology, but the information that's being passed is still strategic. Recently, I had someone offer me the QR code scan type way of connecting at an event. And personally, for me, it wasn't a great fit. Now, granted, I may not have been his ideal client, so there is that. When I did scan it, there were just way too many options for me in that moment to decide how to connect. One was his personal Facebook profile, which I use Facebook for personal, not business. So this is a stranger. I don't personally want to be friends with someone I don't know on Facebook. It also went to a choice of having him added as a contact into my phone, which to me was way too big of a jump for someone I just met. So none of the options really were a great fit for me. Now, granted, I may not be his target audience. However, I may know someone that I would like to refer to him that is his ideal market, but I'm not on Snapchat to be able to connect them through Snapchat. So if I'm asking you, For a business card, it means that I do want to connect with you or refer you to someone. So if he had given me a 
physical business card, outdated or not, now I have that card to go give to the person that I thought would be a good referral for him. So for me, those aren't a great fit. Maybe I'm just old or something, but for me, that wasn't a great fit. Now, maybe that could be used more strategically so that it wasn't as overwhelming and maybe it was a little better fit for choices of how to connect. I'm not sure. So if you're if you're using the other options, that's fine. Just make sure that it's a good fit for your users. With everything I talk about today, run it through your filter of what works for your ideal clients, what works for you and your business and your industry. Everything I suggest is not going to be a good fit for everyone. So pick and choose what can work for you and what feels strategic. One of the benefits I think when someone gets your business card, there's also that brain activity happening of me seeing your logo in real time, not just a person that I've never met. And as much as I want to remember your name, I'm probably not because that's something that really is a struggle for me. But if I see your logo and I'm processing it while we're talking, it's making a connection. Then when I get home and I clean out that purse, I'm going to see that logo again or see your picture again. It's just reaffirming that connection more than just the one time I spoke with you. I can honestly tell you that if I do ask for your business card and you don't have something to physically hand me, I'm probably not going to remember your name or be able to look you up at home. You meet a lot of people at events and sometimes your brain just cannot file them all away exactly while you're talking to that person. And also, it doesn't mean you have to use business cards for everyone. You could connect with them in person in a different way or follow them online in the moment if that works. But I do think it's great to have them on hand just in case. So a little business card etiquette. If someone asks you for your card, I always think it's polite to ask for theirs in return. Otherwise, it really looks like you are just wanting to sell to them, but you're not really interested in what they do or making a connection afterwards. So I think one for one is a good policy. Also, this happened to me the other day. We were sitting at a table. There were four of us, and one woman asked the other two people for their card, but not me. And that's fine, but I it would not have hurt to also ask me for mine or just ask the table as a whole. There were only four of us total for everyone's business card because it feels like you are leaving someone out, like what they do really isn't important to you or you're not interested in connecting with them afterwards. You know, you don't want to ruin rapport with someone right off the bat. Another one is that if they don't ask for your card, please don't give it to them. I've had that happen before and I think I didn't ask. I'm not interested. I don't feel like we have a connection. I don't have anyone to refer you to or maybe you said something that was offensive to me. Don't offer me your card if I didn't ask for it. Often when I'm networking with someone, I do have something to offer them or they have something to offer me as far as follow-up, whether that's a checklist I have or they mention a podcast that they were going to share with me. Whatever that is, if you're promising something to someone, write it on their business card so that you don't forget because not only is it a missed opportunity for you, if you want to connect with them afterwards, now you have a reason but it also makes you kind of look like a flake if you're promising people things and then they have to seek you out and find you to ask for it instead of you giving it to them. Now, granted, we all forget. I've forgotten. 
But if I write it on their business card in the moment, then I won't forget. The last one is to get in the habit of making these connections, either right when you get back to the office or even in the car sometimes in the parking lot. Even if it's just following them on LinkedIn or their socials, doing it right away is a really great start. It looks like you are professional, intentional, and that you're interested in furthering this connection. So let's move on to the strategy part. You know I'm not going to have an episode without it. And by the way, if you're a business card denier, just listen in with an open mind. So a lot of people ask, what do I want to put on my business card? There's a lot of debate on should you have emails? Should you have phone numbers? Should you have a picture? What should I put on it? I'm suggesting that you are strategic and there's a reason for what you want to put on your business card. So I want you to think of the recipient. What are they going to do with your card? What do you want them to do with your card? And how can it be used to convert to a new connection after the event? Just one thing that's kind of a pet peeve and it also just really isn't great for first impressions is keep your branding consistent. I've seen people get caught up in a template. Maybe it's on Canva or through a business card company and it looks really cool or it's super pretty, but it doesn't match your branding, an ideal client or your brand identity. Use your brand font when possible Keep your brand colors represented and consistent. Don't choose a sleek and modern look if your brand is folksy and delicate. It seems obvious, but so often the card looks misaligned with the brand. What you're representing yourself on your website, on Facebook, all of that should go together and your card should as well. If you are in a creative industry and you sell based on your uniqueness and your creativity, Your card probably shouldn't just be a white rectangle with plain text that looks like everyone else's card. You're sending them mixed messages. Don't go overboard like with a hand-knit business card or or something to show your creativity or something really odd, but show that company personality and vibe with your card, but keep the user in mind. What do you want the recipient to do once they have your card. Some examples might be you might want them to refer you or connect on social media or go to a page on your website. Maybe sign up for a freebie. Be specific on what you want people to do with your card and make it really easy for that to happen. You don't want five or six different links and a ton of different calls to action, but in this case, I think a couple different ones is okay. QR codes are everywhere right now. They're super effective and a really easy way to get people where you want them to be. So be creative. You could have this QR code go to a certain lead generation page. Maybe when you're out networking, you're really looking for speaking events often. Then maybe that QR code is going to your speakers page with your different topics and your experience. Maybe it's going to your calendar app so that people can make a discovery call with you or have a coffee chat. So you want, that is the call to action you want is for a connection outside of this event. Maybe it goes to a video 
So uh, Nick, who is a friend of mine in one of my networking groups. So Nick, a friend of mine in one of my networking groups, shout out to MC7. He uses a video that goes for an explanation. So when he stops in somewhere to talk to them, if they're not available to talk or it's not the right person, the QR code he can mention that goes to a video to explain more about why he stopped by or what he does. So be creative with that QR code and figure out what you want people to do with that card. If you do use a link and you're typing it all out, use a bit.ly link or use an abbreviated link. Find a really simple link that's really easy for people to type in, not a bunch of letters and numbers and weird symbols that is not going to make sense to them to put into that web browser. Phone or email, that's up to you. It's which do people use more often? How do you want people to contact you? So a lot of online businesses maybe don't want people calling their cell phone. Maybe they don't have a business line. So you don't need to put a phone number on your card if you don't want to. Put where you want people to go to contact you. If you want people to text you, then put that. Here, text me at with your number. Or if you want people to email, just put your email and don't put your phone. It's okay if that is the predominant way people contact you and that's how you want them to contact you. If someone says the only way I'm willing to contact you is by phone and that's it. And if not, I'm not going to be your customer well, then maybe they're not the right fit customer. So put down what you want people to use and be strategic about what you want them to do with that card. I am happy to help you with that. Sometimes that's a little overwhelming and people overthink this. So if you do need help with that, just reach out and we can talk through that. Now, the next one, sometimes I have to give a little nudge for you guys to get this on your card, but your beautiful, beautiful picture We want your pictures on your business cards. At the Lakeside Conference, we craft networking opportunities so that you can meet other women in the room. We don't leave it to chance or those introverts. We know you would never meet anyone. Even the chatties like myself may just spend time catching up with their old friends. However, even with curated connection activities, we still need a way to remember these people. We have so much in our heads we are not going to remember without a physical note or reminder. There are a million Gen X, Jennifer's, Jenny, Jens. We need a face, friends. We need to see your face so we remember you afterwards and we remember our conversation with you. So get over your hesitations or self-criticism Hire a photographer that can take you a beautiful headshot, but let's get that picture on your card. It just makes the further connection that much easier because I remember who you are. Another one, speaking of us Gen Xers who usually need our readers, make sure your text is big enough and it's bold and it's readable. Dark backgrounds look cool, but sometimes they're hard to read, and I personally made this mistake. You guys know I love my navy color, and my cards also had like a full bleed background, so the white text was pretty hard to read. And the other negative is when the cards got banged around in my purse, the color scratched or marked, and then the cards really looked beat up. So it was harder to keep them looking fresh and clean with that dark 
navy background, even though I really loved the look. So my newer business cards do have a white background, but it also represents my branding and a picture. So if you want to connect or sell to anyone over 40, make sure that text is clear and readable. Italics are hard on a small card. Script is hard for email addresses or websites. Remember, you're creating this probably on a laptop where it's nice and big, but when you shrink that down, a lot of times it, it loses a lot of the readability when you make it really small. Don't forget, you can use the back of your business card as well for other information or for that call to action or the QR code. The next one is personal preference, but I like a matte finish personally or flat finish. I do not like shiny business cards. They may look cool or slick, but shiny is really hard to write on. And I do write on my business cards when people give them to me a lot. I write so that I will remember, but then I also write so they will remember. So there's times where I'll write something on my business card if it, when I hand it to them, if it's something not on my card that we discuss so that they remember. That's another way you can help make that connection afterwards so they remember who you are. So personally, I like a matte finish, not a big fan of the shiny business cards. Size and shape. I know often you guys are trying to stand out or get creative by having a square card and sometimes that works but I know for me if I go to an event and I have a stack of business cards and one of them doesn't fit it's actually for me anyway a little annoying because when I try to put them in my holder or my rubber band it's like that one just sticks out and throws the whole thing off so yes you're getting noticed but I don't know if it's always a positive thing. Um, also, like at our Chamber of Commerce, the place where you put your business cards is a rectangle shape. It's more traditional. Often people have them in their wallet. I think you can stand out in your conversation with the person and the follow-up and what's on your card in a way that doesn't require it being a different shape. I don't know if that's going to be the thing that gets them to convert versus focusing on the other parts of the card that might be more effective. You don't want someone to throw yours away because it doesn't fit in the holder or it doesn't fit with the rest of the cards that they're putting in their card holder. I think one of the most important things, regardless of all the things I mentioned, is that everything on your card is accurate. If you hand me a card for a different business than the one we're talking about, that's really confusing and it looks pretty unprofessional. If you have a business card with things crossed off and, you know, oh, I have a new number. If you get a new number, a new email, a new website, you're also getting new cards, people. No crossouts. They're not that expensive. Keep them updated. Order before you need more and have them ready so that when the right opportunity presents itself, you can leverage that opportunity with having a chance to connect in the future. Like I said before, there's not a one-size-fits-all rule. The card needs to represent your brand and your identity, but it also needs to be user-friendly to your ideal client. We want it functional, and we want to get this new connection to take action or continued connection. So today's the day. Let's get those new cards created and ordered. I would love to hear what you guys like in a business card or if there's anything you've done before that is helpful 
or that you find is a great conversion tool for your business card, I would love to see them. I will do a post on the Women's Business Workshop Facebook page where you can post yours in the comments. Yes, it'll give you a little bit of visibility, but it will also show us different types of business cards. I hope I see you all at the Lakeside Conference in Lake Geneva, February 28th. Don't forget to check that out in the show notes and bring those nice new cards. Now go get back to work. 